0: Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I am your host, Mackenzie. And this week, Ben and I are talking all things social media news. I know we talk about the news every single week, but this one is more related to everything that's happening to TikTok this week because the congressional hearing is happening this week, and they've released a few features. And you know what? It's just a TikTok heavy week this week. So let's just get right into the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, Benny boy.
1: How's it going?
0: Good. How are you doing this week? I'm doing all right. Just living life.
1: That's it. Living the dream, some may say.
0: They always, okay. I was, it's funny that you say that. There is this TikTok that I was seeing the other day that when men, and this is definitely a stereotype, but stereotypically when men ask other men how they're doing and they say living the dream, Mm -hmm. it's like they're doing the worst they've ever done in their entire lives.
1: Yeah, that's pretty accurate. I think it's just also the default. Right, like yeah. when someone adopts that saying as like a joke, it's just kind of their go-to, and it kind of just like guys, that's how they always are. So yeah, that's totally fair.
0: <laughs> I just thought it was. I was like, huh, I've never really thought about that, <laughs> but there you go. Well, I guess we can just jump right into it. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, we talk about all things social media, social media re- related news, and today we're going to keep it short and sweet and give you all of the top news that we have seen this past week. But before we get into that. We're going to do flicks, Tips. Mm. Mm. Flicks, Tips. I think you're I'm not, just, not, I'm not just the head nod. I'm
1: nodding my head. <laughs> yeah. So do you have one for this week or do you want me to take it? Take it away. So this is this is not as much of a tip as it is a change to an existing platform. that I think we've covered briefly in the past, but it's a pretty big deal. So YouTube now has the ability where you can set videos as podcasts on your channel which is really, really huge for a few reasons. The first is that YouTube is a data machine. And so before they weren't that good at separating different kinds of content. So if you posted more than one kind of content, you'd really confuse them and kind of stunt your growth. Whereas now if you host a podcast and there's different kinds of, content you're posting you can have that and it will be viewed as a podcast rather than just a regular video which is massive because the consumption patterns of podcast viewers is very different from other forms of content so that's a big deal and also proof that podcasting is very much not dead yes. and the the money is flowing into this space for major major players so if you are on the fence about starting a podcast it's actually never been a better time to start a podcast because of things like this and also because the general feel around it is that it is since past. So there's way less competition, way less new shows are starting. So it's never been better.
0: Absolutely. And if you want to listen to us over on YouTube, we are uploading all of our podcasts over on YouTube, slowly but surely. We've got the most recent two episodes. I'm slowly putting them in there. So catch us over on our YouTube channel. But speaking of the podcast's whole situation with YouTube and people freaking out saying that podcasts are dead. LinkedIn is actually getting into the podcast game.
1: Wow, I didn't hear that.
0: Yeah, so they're actually launching a new podcast academy to expand their very own podcast network. So basically, I was seeing this the other day. And if you subscribe to our newsletter, you will also see this information. So please please subscribe. So basically what they are doing is they're looking to help foster the next generation of podcasting talent. So Mm. the launch is called LinkedIn Podcast Academy, and it provides people with the knowledge that they need to have a successful podcast. So if LinkedIn doesn't think podcasts are dead, we're going to say that podcasts aren't dead.
1: They're definitely not. And that's a very similar business model that HubSpot has been doing. Yep. They have HubSpot Network, and they basically do the exact same sort of thing. They give resources and, and education to people that run their shows to be part of the HubSpot Network. So there's a, there's, there's so much opportunity in podcasting. And even just look at Barstool Sports, whether yes. you like them or you don't, they just sold for like hundreds of millions of dollars. And realistically, all they are are businesses built off of podcasts. Because. Like essentially, yeah. that, that's what they are, which is pretty crazy so definitely don't sleep on pods
0: speaking of barstool sports one of the biggest podcasts ever call her call her daddy call call her daddy i was gonna call her by her name and i was like nope that's a movie (laughs) call her daddy is one of the biggest like podcasts and they sold for so much money from spotify so yeah just get in the game and
1: it's crazy because everyone knows that deal but one thing people don't understand is that spotify doesn't even own The merchandise rights to that show so that that 300 mil or whatever they gave her was just for the show itself which is madness so uh yeah podcasting's not dead
0: so let's get into the news and the biggest thing that we're going to be talking about is tiktok but before we get into tiktok because there's a lot of tiktok news i want to know if you've seen jack dorsey's new twitter app competitor that he is creating
1: no I have not.
0: So it's called Blue Sky, and it's currently in alpha testing, and it just launched on the App Store, so people can join the waitlist. But essentially, they put up little snippets and little image-based things around Blue Sky and what it's going to look like. It looks exactly like Twitter.
1: It looks just like Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what to say. I just Googled it. It looks identical.
0: Yeah. There's nothing really different, except that it's going to be decentralized. So... I'm just like, are people going to want to get away from Twitter so much and download this? Because I don't really see that happening because I feel like we already have so much app fatigue anyway.
1: Mm. So why
0: would somebody want to download another app that's exactly like an app they already have?
1: Yeah, and how is he allowed to do that? I, I think it'll be a tough sell, but... It looks just like it. I'm actually blown away by how similar
0: identical looks. to Twitter. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what kind of happens from that and like I said there's still an alpha testing so who knows how much is going to actually change when it officially launches. Mm-hmm. But right now it's just yeah, it's a little it's a little interesting.
1: It's very interesting. I think the name sounds a little corny for my my Police taste. guy. Yeah. But I mean uh, again, it's
0: like Twitter because Twitter is a bird. That flies yeah. in a blue sky. And now we're having Blue Sky app.
1: Yeah, it's an, never say never, but as of right now, it's a no from me. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll check back in. I may change my mind.
0: Absolutely. So, the big news this week is that the US government has threatened to ban TikTok for the 500 millionth time in the past year. Mm-hmm. And they said that they want Bite Dance which is the parent company of TikTok, to sell TikTok. And if they don't, then womp, 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 they might be banned from the US. Now, one, I don't know how a government can tell a parent company that owns like a huge app to be like, hey, you got to get rid of it.
1: So I'm sure the play is either sell it or we're going to ban you. And then the money that you would lose from us banning you, like you're better off selling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But there is a whistleblower that basically says that the app is lying about spying on users. And so that's like another reason why people are like freaking out and like why they think the U.S. government is going to move forward with the banning because there's all these people slowly coming out from TikTok Mm -hmm. who used to work at TikTok or currently might still be working at TikTok that's saying, yeah, like they're selling users' data, they're actually looking into users' data. And we did see that article where journalists had their data used against them and they were being spied on. So it is a question of like what, like what do we do? Do we ban the app or do we try to figure out another way to still have the app in the U.S.?
1: That's a great question. And I actually recently saw a post by a, a creator. What's his last name? I'll, I'll try to find it when I'm, while I'm talking here. But he he approached it from a totally different perspective. And so the narrative is that they're spying on you, and that's why they're getting rid of it. But realistically, why the States has such a major issue is not necessarily because the spying, because they're already doing that. And oftentimes, they're selling that data to overseas entities anyways. It's the fact that there doesn't go both ways. So our data controlling machines aren't allowed in China but yet the Chinese mm-hmm. ones are allowed here. So there's not the parody of, of both of them getting the same level of information. Plus another point that, and his name was Brendan Gann, we shouted him up before, I probably butchered his last name, but he's an awesome creator. Another point that he mentioned is that historically, the state's biggest export has really, has been the American dream and, and media. And so now that huge tool is getting diminished by- TikTok. TikTok. And so that's pretty terrifying to think of like, really what made America, America. That's losing its significance and its power when they don't control the conversation anymore. So that's that was a really interesting angle that I really loved his video on that.
0: Yeah, I did I keep seeing different little TikTok videos popping up. And again, they could be curated to me for specific <laughs> reasons. We all know how the algorithm works, but there was one that kind of correlates with that where this creator was saying, they're telling you why they want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And basically it was a speech being made by some politician. I don't know. What the name, who it was, but essentially being like, there are so many millions of active users. I think it's 150 million active users in the US alone each month, and which is about a third of the population, they said has TikTok downloaded Mm. on their phone. And all of these people, all the media and all of news channels, and even just like different channels, like TV channels, they want all these people to watch their TV shows, to watch their news, like all of this. And they're not because people are watching TikTok. And so if we ban TikTok, maybe these users will go and watch TV again. And I'm just like, no, we'll be watching YouTube. We'll be finding a new app. So you just need to learn how to work with it.
1: And these changes that happen, there's always a huge fight because players just get so big. And I think that's why I love social media so much is it really democratizes the access to attention, which like that previous to this day and age, that was literally impossible. So when I would like talk to my grandparents about how like, Oh, I want to build X, Y, and Z they're like, that's not possible Ben because in their brain, the systems that existed, there were way too many gatekeepers where that wasn't possible. That's now not really a thing as much with social. And that's terrifying for a lot of people who like, they're very rich because of the gatekeeping. So yeah, I think it makes sense because a lot of, oftentimes, not to get like too political or conspiracy theory, like there oftentimes policy people are in bed, metaphorically speaking, with, with big business. So I'm sure that's playing a massive, massive role.
0: Yeah, it's just really just how everything's moved and progressed, especially in the past, gosh, it's been like a month that I feel like things have really snowballed with pretty much every single government banning tiktok from government official phones Mm -hmm. there has been a lot of talks with tv channels asking their employees to take tiktok off their phones as well and so there are just a bunch of different moving parts that have happened in the past month with tiktok in the banning and with the congress hearing this week with the ceo of tiktok it'll be be really interesting just to see what happens and what they're gonna say
1: It'll be interesting to see. I think once one domino falls, they typically a bunch follow. But on the note of being limited to certain people, my friend who had his, I don't even know what the license is considered, but he can sell stocks and and financial assets for people. Anybody who has that license, they're not supposed to have TikTok on their phone. And that's been the case for like two or three years. Like that was two or three years ago. And so that that blew my mind then. But now it's like there's a lot more people that are following suit.
0: Wow. So as of today... The CEO of TikTok, I'm not going to be able to say his <laughs> name and I'm very sorry. He actually shared a message on TikTok's channel mm-hmm. to thank their community of 150 million Americans on TikTok ahead of the congressional hearing wow. this week. It's like a flex. Yeah, it was like, I love that he had to put how many Americans are have TikTok on there.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's kind of a flex. He's like, <laughs> we got all your people.
0: Yeah, exactly. We've got everybody. So basically, he released a video and a statement and so was saying that's almost half of Americans that are on TikTok, and which is bonkers. And there's 5 million U.S. businesses that use TikTok. 5 wow. million. So he's definitely putting in the work to get users to... Be up in arms about it to talk about it to make sure that they're hopefully not going to ban it, but we'll see.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, on it, like everything is dictated by attention. It's like one of the most valuable currencies in the world, and TikTok just has so much of it. And speak, and then it comes down to the other debate of is it good or is it bad? Because it's undoubtedly addictive. Like they've achieved yeah. what they're trying to achieve. But all they've done is what other people were trying to do. They've just done it better. Like like Instagram yeah. would have loved to have had this be their situation. <laughs> so it's like, it's not necessarily like they're doing anything that other people wouldn't have. They just did it the best. It, it's so good that I lock my phone away during the day. Because if you get in there, and I, and I try not to even post. Like when I try to post things, I try to use a scheduling tool like Flick. And because I don't have to go in there and actually see it. Because you get in that vortex, it's so good. It's crazy.
0: It's so easy to get lost. And I was noticing and I don't know if you've noticed this, and this kind of goes into the new feature that they released this week. My algorithm is like my For You page does not fit my personality anymore. Mm. It's like my For You page doesn't even know who I am anymore. Wow. And so I get random dog videos. And yeah, I like dogs, but we've all heard that I am a major cat person over here. And so I'm just like, okay, this is interesting. And I used to get a lot of food-related stuff, and I don't get food-related or travel. And it's just the most random videos that I would never engage with.
1: So apparently like I haven't experienced that right now, but I think I have in the past. And from what I've read, it's they use the same sort of psychological principles that a lottery machine would use or like a slot machine. Yeah. And so they're giving you those videos so that when you do get something you like, your dopamine will be extra spiked.
0: Mm, they just want me to engage and I never engage in TikToks. So,
1: so they're, <laughs> they're conditioning you to then hit you with what you want and it feel that much better. So that's, that's what I would assume is happening but I I, it changes all the time like right now I've been noticing that way more content is far more like conversational and also longer I've been seeing a lot of longer videos that are like three minutes plus doing very very well which is super interesting it's like they're coming full circle and now trying to be YouTube like we got people in there with their low attention spans now let's see if we can work it back and have everything
0: Well, they are now, they were asking creators that you could only be in a certain part of a creator program if you were making videos that were 10 minutes or longer, because they are trying to compete so much with YouTube right now and trying to, even like horizontal content. So where you're actually turning your phone and engaging that way, Mm -hmm. instead of just looking at it and scrolling through. So I feel like that's definitely something that I've been seeing. But they just released a new feature called Refresh, which essentially is different to like you know you can do the pull down where you get new content but what the refresh button or the refresh option will do is it recommends videos to you as if you're brand new to the app oh wow so just to kind of i don't know like like me maybe i had liked a tv show when i first used tiktok and so i kept engaging with those videos and now i'm still seeing all those videos of that tv show that i don't watch anymore Mm -hmm. So it just knows you specifically, specifically for liking that. So if you don't want to see that content anymore and you kind of want a complete refresh, you'll go into your content preferences, refresh your For You page, and it'll start giving you content as if you've never been on the app before.
1: That's cool. But it's also so concerning that they're that confident in their ability to start making good decisions that they like let you do that. That's pretty crazy.
0: Like everything else stays the exact same. So it doesn't clear out any of your history. It just clears out the videos that they're serving you on, like through your algorithm. Mm
1: -hmm. That's wild.
0: Yeah. So like you said, they're just, they're very confident in themselves and their AI and knowing exactly what you're going to like and what you engage with. And I'm honestly thinking about trying it out this week Mm -hmm. and I'll let you guys know about it next week and see what happens because my feed is just horrendous. And I don't think they want it that way because I'm not on my phone, like I'm not on TikTok anymore because I don't like the content I'm seeing.
1: Yeah, no, that's super interesting. I I haven't even seen that yet, so I'll have to see if I have it.
0: Yeah, so it's just if you want to refresh your settings or refresh your For You page, go to your settings, click content preferences, and then refresh your For You feed, and it will refresh everything for you. And then... The last and biggest piece of news, which they just, I believe, announced today. So we're recording this on the 21st on Tuesday. TikTok says that they are going to ban deep fakes and on TikTok, which I find really fascinating, especially with everything moving forward with AI, that they are now just being like, nope, we're not doing deep fakes any longer.
1: I like that move to a degree. I think the ones that scare me the most is the ones that are like true deep fakes of voice and video of the person. Like that is, that is so crazy and so potentially problematic. I think there should be some leeway with like, I think of parody law, right? Where how you can, if something is clearly a parody and it's for comedy purposes, that's okay. I think, I think that might be the solution, but enforcing that is probably the issue. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they enforce that in general, but if they get rid of all of it, I I will miss some of the content because some of the the voice-based stuff is hilarious. But I do think, ultimately for safety reasons, there has to be some sort of intervention or policies to to limit the potential issues.
0: Yeah, so basically they said, moving forward, if your content could quote-unquote mislead users by distorting the truth of events or cause significant harm to the subject of that video, then it's going to be banned. I don't know how that's going to kind of work with all the AI created voice mimicking software that we have because mm. everybody loves to do those which I've I've never done it but I love watching all the videos with like people mimicking but I'm curious if maybe the voice would be different to the deep fakes because I feel like you said the deep fakes with the video and the voice which could actually really confuse people and be like whoa is this mm. Is this real? I think that's different than just having the voice where people can obviously see that it's somebody else. So I'm curious if maybe they'll be like, you have to add it in the caption that you're using somebody else's voice. I don't yeah. know. Yeah,
1: yeah, that, that might be a solution. But I do think that something has to be done. I tweeted this, I think it was yesterday. It's alarming how easily people will believe anything that's remotely presented well. Like it's, it's crazy because even sometimes I'll see people post stuff and they literally just completely made it up and i'm like and i'll sometimes i'll ask like where did you get this information from and they just don't reply to my comment i'm like i wonder why (laughs) because (laughs) because they're literally just making shit up and it's so funny because if it sounds like it could be true people believe it and that's a massive thing in our space because people want to act like they have inside info on the ig algorithm or whatever and so this creator i don't even remember her name but she posted stuff where i'm just like i know that's not true like like you you're full on making this up but it got tons of engagement because people like oh like that makes sense. And so ton of people commented and liked it. And and I commented, but I never heard Shoot. back.
0: I have noticed more and more, especially in t- like the TikTok space, all these creators saying just the most random off the wall stuff about Instagram. And there was a creator the other day who said that you have to post on stories six times a day.
1: Yeah, I saw that too. That's, that's madness.
0: I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I was talking to Instagram creators and they told me six times a day and then you'll be featured in the algorithm and on Explore page. I'm like, what the f- what?
1: See, but that stuff like that could be people just playing a game of telephone, right? Because maybe if they were talking to a rep and they said, oh, well, like how often should I be posting? And then the person just might have said in a throwaway sentence being like, I don't know, like max six. And they're like, yes. okay, six. That's the key. That's the ticket. Yep. Whereas like, it's like, no, that's not what they said at all. But people are so desperate to have inside info that they'll make up inside info.
0: Absolutely. So this is just your safety announcement to not believe everything that you hear on the internet. Who knew?
1: <laughs> yeah, shocker. But we'll, we'll also do our best <laughs> to vet information. So anything yes. you get from this podcast will be as reputable as it can be. But but even for that advice of six stories a day, that's horrible advice because if you're forcing yourself to post six stories a day, all you're doing is training people to skip past your stories if they're not of value and then you're going to diminish your own reach. So it's like, that yep. doesn't even make sense.
0: Also, just look at your analytics. See when people fall off on your stories because mm-hmm. usually people fall off around the third story and because they're not engaging anymore. So don't take this information saying use do three stories a day. That's not what I'm saying at all, but Take a look at your analytics, see how many stories people are actually watching all the way through, and then maybe base how many stories you should be doing per day off of that info, because guess what? It's in your analytics. You have the actual information.
1: <laughs> That's so true. And I think another issue that a lot of consumers of this kind of content have is that they just overconsume because they trick themselves into thinking that the consumption is being productive. And I do think there's value in following accounts like ours or even like one or two or three other people posting similar stuff. But it reaches a point where you're just you're over indulging on information. I'm saying that in air quotes and it's not, it's not going to help you. It's going to confuse you. So I think picking a few outlets you like and trust and just like don't get overwhelmed, I think is a good place to, to start and get better results.
0: Absolutely. And we've talked about this previously before, but picking like two to three mentors that you can follow and don't do more than that. And if you need, feel like you want to feel like you've gotten all that you need from those three, pick another three and unfollow those. Like, you don't want to, like Ben said, you don't want to overconsume because you're always going to get conflicting information from yeah. every single person.
1: hundred <laughs> percent. And honest, like this is crazy, but a lot of the surface level stuff Everyone's saying the same surface level stuff. So a big reason why I switched up my personal content was because I looked at it and stuff that was innovative for me at the time that I did like two or three years ago, people are still getting viral, with this, like almost the same video. And I'm just like, yeah. this is stupid. So be careful of thinking that the next big thing is, is just coming from a post. And, and then much like Mackenzie said, just pick a few resources you trust and also study your own numbers too, because nuance is is everything.
0: Like. Yes, you can look at other people's analytics, but other people's analytics are going to be completely different than your own. You have different content than other people around you, I hope. I hope you're not stealing people's content. It happens a lot. It happens a lot, a lot. But look at your own analytics. If you don't like the Instagram analytics, you can go to your Flick account if you have a Flick account, and we have a very detailed analytics for you. But just go to your analytics, see what's in there. And base your content, and your strategy on your analytics. Nobody Mm -hmm. else's.
1: That's great advice. Because if you just keep going back to the well looking for the next greatest tip, you might have the next best tip for your account hidden in your analytics if you were just to study them. Because you might be being told things that you're just not listening to because you're not going to look. There are magical things that are happening on your account if you go look. And I, I love Flick's dashboard because it looks very pretty and it's easy to access everything. So if you have a Flick account, definitely take advantage of that because I know that the one on your phone for Instagram is a little clunky. And so we've tried our best to make that as seamless as possible. So.
0: I know I said that was the last bit of news, but I do have one more, which I just thought was really funny. But wait, there's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. TikTok's creator fund was announced this week, mm-hmm. but it wasn't actually launched to help creators. How bizarre. Elaborate. <laughs> so Sean Kim, who oversaw the product for TikTok in the US until last year, mm-hmm. basically said that it launched the $2 billion fund as a quote-unquote reactive measure against competition. Because they knew that Meta was having their creator fund. They know that YouTube has their creator fund. And they knew that they were going to lose a lot of their creators if they didn't launch something as well. And so it had nothing to do with helping creators or giving creators money. It was only just to keep people on the platform.
1: Wow. That's... Not the best, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> but I, I seriously, That's why I, I always say I'm definitely a YouTube fanboy. But I think it's because from day one they understood the importance of actually rewarding your creators. Because at the end of the day, that's the whole business is the content, yeah. right? And so if there's not, they you can get away as a new platform by like just saying, "Oh, you get reach from it." But if you want people to invest a lot of time and effort into content, there has to be a direct monetary return from it, and. That's obviously why such short form content is all fluff because you can't justify putting in the time to make something super epic and informative or whatever because no, people are making no money from it. So unless you're being strategic with your funnel, which a lot of very creative people aren't or don't want to be, you have to incentivize them in some way. And that's why YouTube is, is winning right now. And, in, and TikTok, I, I don't get why they wouldn't share some of the love and truly make a, a program for creators because if they did that, I think they could ruin everyone if they yeah. just double down on that.
0: Unless they get banned from the US.
1: <laughs> that is a possibility. Uh, do you, so we've checked. I think your opinions swayed on this a few times. So where are you now? Do you think that it'll happen?
0: Gosh, I don't think Byte Dance will sell it. I don't think that would be the move so from either. them. I think what needs to happen is that the US needs to accept that people want to be using TikTok and they want to be on that platform. So using Oracle, which was the place that would store all of the US's data because it's a US-based company. I think that was called Project Texas, I believe is what they're calling it. Okay. And storing all and basically Oracle would take over all of the US users' data, store it there, and Oracle would actually transition TikTok into the Oracle app on the US App Store. Okay. So it would still be TikTok, but basically everything would kind of transition over into the US.
1: That seems like a decent compromise.
0: Yeah. But I just, I think the US just needs to accept that and that's how it's gonna have to happen, but. Yeah, I
1: I don't think TikTok would ever sell because they're building something so large. It's like, and they know that because Mm -hmm. you can build everything off of that. Like even if you look at, in a smaller scenario, you look at creators, when you build up that huge momentum I say that Mr. Beast did, he's now building all these brands off of it because he already has the thing that's hard, right? He's reached a critical mass and it's going. TikTok has that at a way larger scale. So they, like, think about any massive business, they can build that easier than any other competition, which is horrifying, but also it's like, there's no way you're going to convince them to sell that because that is the golden ticket to, like, to capitalism. Like, seriously. They're going to be a
0: monopoly and they're already doing the e-commerce stuff where they're trying And they're trying to be that all-in-one platform that Elon keeps banging on about. Yeah, you're right. But, I mean, and they have the platform to do it. So, I don't, and I think with this, I'm going to call it a manipulation tactic from the CEO saying, thank you so much, like 5 million businesses are on TikTok. There's a half of the US population is on TikTok. We can't get rid of TikTok in the US. I think all of these little tactics will make it so that TikTok doesn't get banned, but they're gonna just have to transition things into Oracle. They're just gonna have to do that.
1: Yeah. And that seems like the best of a bad situation. So yeah. I'm sure there's gonna have to be some give on both ends. And that's that, that seems that's the best solution that I've heard to date that seems realistic, but we're gonna learn.
0: We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, it's very it's very interesting. Just who knew that we were gonna be here in and- our year of 2023
1: it is so crazy to think about this whole space just to go off on a little side story like I, I fought getting instagram like i was like no i don't because that's when my life was all like football and so i was like i i don't need yeah. that's a distraction i need to lift more <laughs> weights and, and i don't need instagram and then now it's like it's it's the world like again yeah. literally social media dictates so much attention because even you look at conventional media, like let's say Netflix or something else like that, typically success is largely attributed to how well does that show either market themselves or get marketed organically through content and people repurposing or talking about it. So it's like show
0: Wednesday on Netflix that became one of the biggest shows because of everybody talking about it on TikTok.
1: Yeah. The lifeblood of everything is on social now, which is, and that's why I I try to explain to people. People are like, Oh, like why do you work in social media Ben, Like screw all that stuff. I was like, you don't understand. Like literally everything is happening on social. And most of it, you're just not aware of.
0: Yeah. Like I'm sure you have the exact same conversations that I do with friends. the exact same thing and, or they're going to say, I wish that social media didn't even exist. I wish it would all just go away. It's like, no, you don't. It makes your life so much easier there's so much more, and I know we'll, we'll probably get backlash for this. There's so much more good from social media than there has been bad. Yes, there's been a lot of bad with it, but you got to take the good with the bad.
1: Yeah, no, well, 100%. And I think that that's just people in general. Like The good old days yes. are always discussed. And yeah. it's like, no, mate, this is innovation. Like This is how things go. Undeniably, your life has been improved through these tools. I think what it does do is it puts a lot more accountability on people. And people mm-hmm. don't like that. So it's far yes. easier to point fingers than it is thumbs and so i think that's where a lot of people's issues lie with it but let's be real they don't they, they want their packages delivered in two days like they want to they want to know which shows to wash like spare me you know, wish it didn't exist that, <laughs> that is horse that's that's not true
0: absolutely well that is all of the major tiktok that social media news that we have this week ben do you have a flick feature of the week
1: The flick feature for this week is a good friend of mine. His name is Derek Vidal. He is the host of a awesome podcast, all about social media. And his handle is social bamboo underscore. And I believe that's the name of his his podcast as well. So the social bamboo podcast. And it's a lot of the things that we talk about, it's social media marketing, growth tactics, and things of that nature. And he also has a very unique approach to doing giveaways specifically, like that's his thing. Oh, nice. And I've never really heard anyone else build a, a, an effective strategy around that. So it's definitely unique to Derek and, and worth listening to his show and his content there. So it's social bamboo underscore and the show I'm almost certain is called the social bamboo podcast. If I am wrong, I apologize. No, it is. I am correct. It is the social bamboo podcast.
0: Well, please go follow him. All of his information will be in the show notes. And as ever, thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review because that helps us get featured and more people to listen to our podcast. And it'll just make me like you even more. And you want that. Also, be sure to follow us over on Instagram. We are at flick.social, on TikTok at flick.social, on Twitter at flick underscore, underscore social, Then what are we over on YouTube?
1: Well, our at, our handle, no one really uses that, but our handle is at Flick Training. But if you type in Flick, hashtags, Flick, Instagram, whatever, you're going to find us. And our YouTube channel is cooking as of late. We've been dropping some absolute heat. So definitely go check out our YouTube channel and click that subscribe button for some awesome content. And more is coming your way.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much again. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.